Good afternoon, Good. Australia. Good evening, America, and welcome everyone from around the world. Uh, today, you're listening to Radio Tony, and this is Everyday Business. And we have a wonderful guest on the show for you today, which I'll introduce her in a moment. For all of you listening live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, we have the gorgeous Payo from the Philippines listening in to take your comments, send you links, and provide you with information about the subjects we're talking about today. If you're driving and you're just listening to this uh, in your car, just remember you can jump onto RadioTony.com where we have all the information about all of our guests, all of their links and how to connect and talk to them yourself. Uh, The replays of the show are available on the YouTube channel and also on Binge TV across the United States of America. The Tony TV channel app is available on all LG, Roku and Samsung smart TVs across the world. So my glorious guest today is Vandana Tallini, a beautiful name for a beautiful woman, Um, Vandana has had 15 years of experience in international and domestic business advisory and fundraise. Her core area of work is fundraising for early stage startups across all sectors and industry uh, subverticals. She has a diverse set of experiences have enabled Vandana to develop an eagle eye for spotting opportunities in industries that are set for long-term growth in the Indian economic context. She's also passionate about helping businesses reach the right people and fulfil their business requirements. A highly organised and detailed-orientated uh, professional with a large network of venture capital funds, angel investors and family officers. Uh, Vandina's vision is of driving a two-way value innovation exercise that's helped to create trust with most of India's uh, investors. Convento is Vandana's company and it was started seven years ago and it's a combination of the words consultant Vandana Palini. It is a boutique investment bank with a range of services aimed at enabling young startups. It provides them with services such as fundraising, market growth advisory, strategic advisory and value-added services such as building investor presentations and financial models. At Invento, they advise small, medium and large enterprises on raising capital, funding their product to market and implementing a successful go-to-market strategy, a branding strategy and brand positioning. Unlike traditional consulting firms, they have a proven operational expertise in bringing money creating value and driving growth to help you maximise results. Some of their services include funding, investment management, debt and equity, mergers, acquisitions, business plan preparations, business plan project plan preparations and pitch deck preparations. Uh, financial and strategic planning, analysis, consulting, strategic planning, executive advisory, business valuation advisory, and startup growth strategies and planning. 
I'm absolutely delighted to welcome to the show this afternoon, Vandina, uh, Vandana Tolini. Hello, Vandana. How are you? So, uh, first of all, thank you, uh, Tony, for such a beautiful introduction and the lovely video that you played. Um, I'm absolutely fine. And here it is a Thursday morning at 7.30 a.m. So uh, Nice and early. Yeah, nice and early. The sun is already out and uh, really happy to be on your show. It's a great pleasure and honor uh, the way you are conducting it and the way you have presented it. I just saw my LinkedIn where I was tagged, uh, you know, so thank you so much for that. Uh, and uh, really happy to be here. I really enjoy talking to women who do something that may be viewed as traditionally a male role. And when you think about funding and capital raising and venture capital, you often think of men in that role, but there's quite a lot of women that do that, aren't there, Vandana? How did you get into this area of expertise? Um, so the thing was that, um, you know, I never wanted to be, uh, working under somebody or feel boxed yeah. in. I just wanted to do my own thing. Um, since, uh, I was at my, in my early teens, um, I did a couple of jobs. Then I, uh, moved to Jakarta and Singapore where I had my own family office fund. Um, you know, I assisted a lot, many startups there. And just about seven years back, when I came back to India, I thought of, uh, you know, restarting again uh, my mission, which was to uh, get lots of these uh, companies uh, funded and help them with their growth strategies. Um, also, because, um, uh, you know, uh, the thing was that there was this drive in me uh, that, you know, I'm going yes. to do something unconventional which maybe uh, many women had not done. I didn't want it to, you know, just become, uh, do some cooking thing or become a fashion designer or do something yeah. or do some, uh, you know, beautician thing, which is, uh, which all females would do. Uh, also, I wanted to uh, make people understand that, you know, women do have the talent and it's okay for women to be in the finance industry. A uh, typical conception is that they are not business savvy. Maybe they are not good at oh. maths, uh, you know, and uh, they have people have notions around it. But uh, it's totally, um, uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't say, I mean, it's totally incorrect because uh, people do look down yes. upon women, even in this era where we are, um, you know, we have to really make our way. Uh, to get to where we want to. And uh, this month, I'm also nominated as the top 10 women leaders in wealth management 2021. Uh, so uh, that's a small thing uh, that I wanted to share as well. So I think this strikes me a lot. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I think it's very important to do what you like, first of all. and if you believe in yourself, I think you can, uh, you know, achieve uh, what you wish to achieve. 
Absolutely. Now, Vandana, when we talked and we've spoken a number of times, um, it, it hasn't been easy for you. So you, you went, uh, you were doing really, really well in the family company in, in Singapore. And are you happy to share with what transpired and, and how you ended up back in India? Um, well, um, I just moved here with my two kids and, uh, yes, uh, because, uh, in Singapore and Jakarta, it is also very Muslim dominated, um, you know, and, uh, uh they look down upon women and, uh, you know, yes. the culture was not uh, very comfortable there, uh, for me to grow and my roots were in India. So I got back to India, uh, with both my kids. Um, I got separated with my husband and uh, yeah. uh, so hence uh, I just took this call to get back and start on my own. Yeah. Um, that was seven years ago, wasn't it? That was seven years ago that you started um, Convento and yeah. I love the story around how you named your company. Can you tell our listeners again? It, it's a lovely story. Yes, so Convanto actually means consultant Vandana Tolani, which is actually my Gmail ID as well. Uh, I wanted yeah. to have a similar name with my, uh, you know, email ID and hence uh, we named it Convanto. So it's consultant Vandana Tolani, the full form. And uh, Convanto actually uh, just came up uh, uh, in our mind like that to me. Uh, with actually we had to keep some name of the company and uh, one of my friends suggested that you know keep something uh, which is easy for everybody to understand so I thought let's just yeah. do Convanto uh, for a few uh, months we didn't we had the name already but we didn't announce it um, until somebody mm -hmm. pointed out to me that you know it's high time you should announce the name and everything that's when we did because I wasn't sure that uh, because I was restarting uh, my journey, yes. at, uh, you know, where I'm going. And uh, so I took little baby steps and uh, took time to announce it. Well done. Um, the core business for you is um, fundraising. Um, and for people like myself, that I don't have a lot of knowledge or understanding around Sorry, Tony, could you repeat the question? Because uh, your voice disappeared for a bit uh, in the middle. Unable to hear you. Are the others able to hear you? How's that? Have we lost yeah. got sound back again? Yeah, Yay. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Apologies, audience. I'm sorry, Vandana. I don't know what happened then, but um, just a reconnection and off we go again. So my question was around um, for our audience and those that aren't familiar with the capital raising um, process for businesses and companies, can you give us a little bit of insight into what that looks like and why businesses choose to do that? 
So the thing is that we are into equity investments. We help startups, mm-hmm. um, mid-size and large-size companies to get the investments uh, that they require uh, for, uh, you know, for their marketing needs, for the technology needs, or maybe to expand. Um, and uh, uh, when they get the investments, the investor takes a certain amount of share uh, from their company in return of the investments mm-hmm. that they are making. And um, companies choose for uh, this kind of an option because uh, uh, typically all the funds, they come in with a lot of uh, value add uh, with the entire marketing team, technology team, the network gets open. And of course, uh, uh, you know, it's like a, a news because funds have an upper hand uh, when a uh, startup gets yeah. investment and it helps a startup to grow in a uh, in a way that a uh, uh, startup wouldn't have expected or cannot do it single-handedly with just two co-founders. Mm. Uh, so yeah. I think that is why investments happen all around the world. And um, investments happen in disruptive technologies, in uh, deep techs, in health techs, in... Yes. Uh, food tech, fintech, agri-tech, uh, you know, edutech, uh, these kind of things uh, yes. get funded really fast. One needs to be really innovative as to what uh, uh, one is bringing on the table, what is the uh, team's background, and whether the there is a little bit of revenue uh, uh, at least to start off with. Uh, otherwise, uh, we uh-huh. do guide our uh, clients as to the steps towards it, like having a proper pitch tech in order, uh, having a financial yes. model in order, and then approaching the investor in the right manner. So your company is essentially involved with those businesses right from the moment, effectively, that they want to go down that funding route and you advise and provide the strategy that makes sure that you give them the best um, avenue for success. Sometimes those things and those funding rounds fail. Um, Why does that happen? So the thing is that when a company comes to us, we help them uh, with their pitch deck, with their video pitch deck, with their financial models (laughs) and valuations. We create a story for them. But typically, a yes. funding round uh, would fail when uh, the founder is uh, uh, not listening to the investment bankers. For instance, oh, we had a case uh, wherein we got him three term sheets uh, uh, from different investors from all parts of the world. And initially, we had provided a, a due diligence list to the uh, company and they, after submitting their documents, there was something that was lacking. We asked him to correct it over and over again, but he mm-hmm. didn't do it. Uh, as a matter of fact, the funds got uh, uh, upset and they backed off from the investment round. Um, the other reason why a funding round would fail is uh, the money that an investor is putting in the company is their hard-earned money. Now, uh, yes. Some founders used it to buy a car. Another one used it to treat cancer. So 
that whole uh, education needs to be imparted that it is not for personal use it is for business use yeah. and hence uh, you know the round fail um also because uh, putting in a valuation uh, which is uh, uh, you know and boxing yourself in and uh, not allowing room for negotiations um, not only mm-hmm. that uh, you know putting a higher valuation in front of um the investor um makes a funding yeah. round fail as well and um these are few yes. things that uh, need to be kept into consideration that that's why a funding round fails uh and also sometimes um if a pandemic hits and uh you know there is a fund uh, that is coming from abroad into the company uh and the laws mm-hmm. change the anti money laundering laws change that's also when a uh, funding round fails so there are several factors uh, uh it also depends on the kind of team the founder has whether it's a complementary right. team uh, whether they have a proper marketing team a technology team uh, operations team that complements each other um uh, mm-hmm. if that kind of a team is also not there then again a funding round might fail <clears throat> apologies so mm-hmm. also uh, because these things are really important uh, that you know yeah. which need to be taken into consideration um uh, and if the founder is not humble enough to pivot or humble as in grounded enough to listen to the investment bankers mm-hmm. uh, you know is he reaching to the right kind of investors is he doing cold calling or is he going to the right kind of investment bankers uh, all these things mm-hmm. uh, like many founders um, it's a food company but they are reaching to a tech we uh, uh, vc fund not looking at yes. their website not having uh, to look at their thesis so i think uh, these are some of the things why a funding round would fail mm-hmm. Okay, and so some of those things would then contribute to how um, successful they are and increase the likelihood of their uh, of being funded. Is that correct, Sandra? Yeah. So from the beginning of the time when they enroll with us, we guide them as to all the steps from the pitch yes. list, uh, making to the fundraise. If they just follow that. and uh, you know yes um, they listen to us then i think it gets much easier for them but if they yeah. do their own things uh, you know then it gets a bit difficult for us to help them out as well yeah because your company's got quite um it, it's got its there's extensive experience and knowledge um they get when they work with you vandana so it actually doesn't make sense that they wouldn't follow your tried and true um method for raising their capital i i find it surprising that they would engage your company and then not follow your advice but i'm hearing that some people do uh yes because the thing is that uh typically founders are also pretty high headed at times they think they know okay. everything they know this field also they know that but uh, there is somewhere where they are lacking because we are continuously in the market interacting with investors uh, knowing the uh, 
uh, you know, fast trends, what's happening in the market, how to do this, how mm-hmm. to do that. So, uh, you know, even after hiring us, sometimes they don't really, um, you know, appreciate the work or listen to us. So that's yes. when a round fails. But um, the people who have followed us, they uh, do get a lot of investments. They get successful in what they're doing. Um, I mean, uh, there are some very good testimonials uh, posted on my website yes, and my LinkedIn. There are. Uh, yes. So I think that people who have got value, they went ahead and wrote those. So, uh, so the thing is that um, that's what matters. That you know what value yes. we are adding, and at the end of the day, and of course, uh, yes. you know, ninety-five percent of the time deals happen. But 5%, mm-hmm. of course, it's uncertain. And we as investment yes. bankers, we do use our relationships with the MDs of the funds to help these companies fund it. But at the end of the day, we can't really put hands in the investor's pocket and say, look, give the money. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But you can give them you can give them the best um, the the best points in which to get that successful funding. And at the end of the day, it, it, you, there's no guarantees in anything that you do in life. So I'm guessing that there's no guarantees in getting your project um, funded either. What other options do companies have if their funding rounds do fail? Are there other options that they can go down than down? So if a funding round fails, uh, I think they need to sit and evaluate as to why it failed, what happened, uh, you know, uh, start again, um, you know, or bootstrap, keep on bootstrapping until they reach a certain level where they have proven uh, to the investors that look, they are capable of uh, doing what they were doing, um, or at least take some guidance from a proper uh, advisor will guide them mm. to, the, to the right direction because certainly uh, there ha- must have been something that must have caused a funding round to fail. Um, otherwise, most yes. of them are uh, successful. So I think the first step is either to bootstrap, continue bootstrapping, start the process again, uh, evaluate where one went wrong, whether the pitch deck was right, uh, whether everything was in order. You know, where was the mm-hmm. exact, uh, you know, gap which led them to yes. uh, be, yeah. And you would do all of that as part of um, your role as well, Vandana. You you can help highlight and think, well, perhaps this should have, we should have worded it this, this way or we should have approached this sort of investor versus that sort of investor. And all that stuff, if a company's working with you, that's the wisdom knowledge that you provide for them, yeah? Yes. So there are a few companies that have reached out to me after everything has failed. So we have worked with them again and got them funded. Um, The last testimonial that was posted, uh, uh, it was a fintech company. And uh, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whatever I said, they just followed. And uh, that's why they got a lot of investor meetings. um, uh, A lot many are looking forward to, uh, you know, close around with them. So I think because also... They realize that now it's time to follow this investment banker and you know listen to yeah. what they're saying. And 
and they just after everything they asked me for advice so i think it's a teamwork also i mean uh, mm. with between the startup and us to uh, you know together work on the same path so that we can the goal is to get them funded i guess so i think that's yes. the main thing the main thing is to get them their funding so um i'm just curious now what sort of things do companies use their funding for now there's the obvious ones like product development and marketing etc but what's some of the more unusual things that they use their funding for so it could be used for technology development for capital uh, to uh, yeah. you know expand more for marketing um you know and uh, to further uh, you know increase uh, uh, the level of their company to hire more people mm-hmm. to uh, uh, reach to a certain level where they feel okay now i'm i need the capital to move this i've yes. achieved this much now i just need this much more to go so i think the these are the um, basic things why people require funding also because yeah. a lot of funds come in with a lot of big value add uh, when they come mm-hmm. in they come in with a large yeah. network uh, you know uh, they come in with a lot of uh, team along with them and they are highly professional so people like yes. to have those kind of people to back them uh, at the end yes. of the day no one can run their show alone and uh, they mm-hmm. need a proper backing of a system which is why they yeah. look for funding so they get that backing to uh, you know move at a higher level that maybe have 150 employees later on or you know yes. uh, have a certain kind of turnover which only comes with a big backing support yeah yeah when companies are working out how much they need in a funding round how do they calculate that vandana how do you how do you work out how much they're going to need uh or versus how much they actually want so the first time when a company wants funding it is usually we tell them that uh you know they have worked in a job before to invest mm-hmm. their own money or is it has to be through family and friends so that they get yes. the feel of it as to what it is to invest your own money into a startup a uh, second mm-hmm. thing is that there is no fixed figure as to how much they should ask for or um, how much should be the requirement but also depends on the revenue they have uh, or mm-hmm. that you know also depends on what is the kind of company what kind of technology it is and uh, yeah. you know whether they are asking for a reasonable amount a reasonable amount or no we had mm-hmm. a company that came to us uh, with a zero revenue was asking for a 3 million so we said you're not going to get oh. it because you're at a zero revenue you've got and revenue mm-hmm. yeah so mm, the company did not listen to us and they went ahead with their funding and they got a lot of uh, Uh, rejections then they came back to us and they said what was our mistake and i said you didn't listen to me i told you that you are at zero revenue you'll not get 3 million so i think quoting too much of a higher figure uh, and not uh, calculating you know not making a proper business plan uh, leads to mm-hmm. uh, not getting the right kind of funding and 
the ask has to be very reasonable and calculated yes Yes, uh, of course yes. Uh, you know i mean there's no fixed amount but how did they reach to that figure and why do they yep. want so much so all those things need to be calculated yeah so i'm guessing that if if that um capital raise is around increasing employees you, you could easily extrapolate x number of employees at this amount of money equals that amount of money and then we want x number of dollars to do this amount of marketing over this amount of time i'm thinking that those are the types of things that need to be behind the money that they're asking for in that funding round yes of course and also the kind of technology some technologies yes. need a high amount of money to be built some need a smaller amount and what technology they are Uh, bringing in is it an app that they want or is it a yes. um you know the back end of the app what is it exactly uh, what kind of technology is it a robotics technology is it a drone technology because each yeah. technology has a different uh, cost of expenditure uh, so yeah. um, i think also depends on uh, what exactly they want to use the money for correct okay I'm really curious. What's the smallest amount of uh money that people have gone into in a funding round and what's the biggest amount? Without giving away amount. uh <laughs> Sure, sure. So the smallest amount is like 100k which one can get very yes. easily. Uh um uh-huh. you know and uh, the highest is up to 25 million 30 million 40 million 50 million uh which one wow. can get very easily some people get even more than that so uh it's a difference a lot of difference because again depending on the type of company that one is looking yeah. for and your experience actually allows you to handle the smaller end of the scale and the bigger end of the scale doesn't it Yes, we do small to big all kinds of deals. Uh, wherein mm-hmm. uh, we can get any and every company funded. Uh, you know, as long as uh, we have things in order. Uh, there are we are though we are sector agnostic, and uh, we do one million dollars yes. to twenty five million dollars, but we don't do liquor, solar, and real estate. Uh, these three industries yes. we don't pick because there's a lot of uh work that goes into it and uh uh you know uh, so we stay away from these three but other than that we are sector agnostic we pick up all kinds of deals um in all kinds mm-hmm. of areas of life yeah Sandana when companies are looking at um engaging your services can they include your fees as part of their capital raise or do they need to have those fees already um before they engage you how does that work for companies so typically what we do is when a company comes to us we take an exclusive mandate for the connects mm-hmm. we bring to the company to avoid overlapping and overshopping uh we take a success yes. fee which begins from 2% to 6% um uh, uh-huh. between any amount and we do take an uh upfront fees which we minus it from the success uh because we yes. provide a service of 3 months 
uh, to a company yeah. with our time, energy, resources. Hence, we minus Absolutely. the amount from the success, but we take it a little bit beforehand. So when the company yes. gets the raise, uh, post that is actually our success uh, because we, mm. uh, you know, post that we get our two, three, or four uh, percent. So to give you an example, say the raise is of one million raise and um, our mm-hmm. fees is say four percent. Then once the one million hits the account of the founder, we take our four yes. percent, but we minus the retainer fee which we took initially, and then keep the rest. Yeah, good, good. That's amazing. So with all this work, the round is successful. Then what happens? Once the round is successful, then I think. Um, the company needs to sit with the investor um, and report mm-hmm. them as to where they are spending the money, what they are doing, you know, what are the further ways where they are going to expand and use this money. And each and every step, the investor needs to be in the loop. And once the company yes. gets funded, it's a joyous moment for them uh, because, yes. uh, you know, they have got their room to expand. They've got the money that they need to expand for the next couple of years. Now, for their mm. duty is to multiply that money and make it more uh, so that the investor yes. also gets his returns and is able to exit when the investor wants to. So I think that's a work between the investor and the founder once the money hits the account as to what next. Bandana, does your company stay with um, the company you're working with for a long term or is is your work essentially finished with a successful round? So once a successful round finishes, many companies begin another round. Uh, so it doesn't really end there and it keeps going yes. on because they keep calling for other advices and all. Yes. So, uh, Unless the company wants, uh, doesn't want to, uh, like if the company wants to end the agreement after three months and do mm-hmm. things on their own, usually it ends after mm-hmm. three months. But if they want to continue, then we usually continue. So it depends on company to company as to yeah. what they want. So typically our work finishes when they get success for a few months mm-hmm. with the company. But because they've liked our work so much and uh, you yes. know, they want to get into more stuff with keep us. Keep growing. So, yeah, keep growing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, in, what should investors look for in a great company CEO? I think what investors look for is that the, whether the founder has the drive to run their show uh, on uh-huh. and not only that, a humble founder who is grounded, ready to pivot at any time. Uh, also, you know, what is the founder's background? What kind of education mm-hmm. uh, he or she got? Uh, and, uh, you know, what is the what is it that they bring on the table for the investor? Um, and mm-hmm. um, uh, all these factors and what is the disruptive technology that they are working on? Um, that they require funding for. So I think these three few things uh, an investor looks into a CEO. The uh, You know, there are some qualities that a CEO must have, um, you know, yes. being grounded, being humble, being able to 
make decisions uh, keeping the mind in center keeping calm and uh, yes. uh, many other factors that are not being too aggressive about certain uh, things um, these things i think are appreciated more uh, when you are at a leadership mm-hmm. position uh, you know uh, how you take things into a stride yeah 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 um ranana what sort of tips can you give um entrepreneurs about this whole process and what's some of the pitfalls that they should avoid so um my message to all uh, founders listening to this show is that firstly keep your mind very very positive uh and uh, mm-hmm. do read the book power of the subconscious mind uh, it keeps the mind in center and helps you to take clear decisions uh yeah. also always get your pitch deck made by a professional um you know because you could be good at something else but there are people professionals uh, who can make good pitch decks financial models uh, valuation mm. um you know keep a cfo and advisor in your company so that you, if you don't know how to manage the money after invest getting investments these people can help you uh, manage the money um have a mentor on board have the right kind of investment yes. bankers um who will take you to the right kind of investors and uh, to avoid uh, you know falls uh, don't box in yourself with a higher valuation uh mm-hmm. also uh, you know don't burn the investors money it is their hard earned money which they are bringing into the company yeah. and uh, uh you know like uh, uh have that drive and believe in yourself that what you're doing is uh, uh, you know helping you reach a success level not helping you uh, you know reach a failure level because of yes. course failure is a stepping stone to greatness but you know taking calculated risks is important um you mm-hmm. know and cannot just uh, uh, you know hit uh, uh, you know anywhere in the dark and try to get what we want and perseverance patience and consistency um helps a lot with lot many things um also the way mm-hmm. we communicate to many people around us uh helps us uh, uh you know get the work that we require because um yeah. it's also our persona that helps us get the right kind of work the right kind of investors the right kind of team so i think there's mm-hmm. a lot more that one can keep adding to it but these are the basic things that one should always keep in mind yeah 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 um vendana from the perspective as um a woman in investment banking have you found that you had to work harder to uh create that uh credibility around what you do because you know you've got decades of of uh working expertise and and knowledge but do you still find it hard to be um a woman working in investment capital yes um, because um, you know typically it's a very male dominated industry yeah. and talent is not appreciated and 
women are considered to be less business savvy women are considered to have uh, people have all kinds of notions uh, you know they pass yeah. all kinds of comments so i think uh, maybe uh, i think it's my seventh year now uh, to the place where yes. i reached but i could have reached it faster like in a two years time uh, you know if i had the support of the men in this industry that look uh, um, everybody is capable so i think um, uh, it takes a while for uh, yes. uh, for women to reach where they are because also there are a lot of things attached to uh, you know they have families then uh, yeah. there are other issues uh, so uh, you know i mean uh, if i have to take of my car out at 1 am in the night for a meeting i wouldn't dare to do so <clears throat> because yes. i'm in india as well but um, yes. you know sometimes i think if i was a man i would just pick my car and go <laughs> and get the meeting done and get things sorted so yeah. i think there are certain things where which leads us uh, not to reach the level where we want to but that doesn't stop us mm. in any way but uh, yes it takes a bit of time for women and i think women yes. have to be accepted uh, in these kind of leadership roles um, i would uh, recommend investors to have uh, let mm. the uh, you know have a woman who can manage the funds in the uh, uh, you know typically if you look at funds you will not have mm-hmm. many women managing the money there you will have yes. men so i think women are capable of managing the money if they are given the chance yeah. to do so so i think uh, that's important uh, you won't see many women in the uh, investment committees or making at uh, the decision making team uh, there will be people yeah. behind yeah. them making the decisions so i think it's important to give them that uh, platform where they can do things uh, with the talent they have of course men also have yeah. all the talent so we don't have anything yeah. against men but i think it should be appreciated no. from both ways yeah absolutely and bandana we also know that um uh, funding wise it's much more difficult for women and women owned and women led companies to attract the level of investment that my men do um i know from lots of discussions with lots of women that women in companies tend to struggle a little more with that whole uh venture capital and capital raising don't they and we're not seeing equal um amounts of money being directed to female led companies or female founders are we the thing is that it's also a bit of the uh, women's fault here is it that they yes. go back to make the decision with their husband or their fathers or somebody who is in control uh, also because mm-hmm. they um, uh, they don't want to pave their path to reach there uh, the education imparted at home yes that blue is for yes. boys and pink is for girls is also given by the women so i think all these things need to change so i've had a few women founders um yes would go back and make the decision with their spouses when they can actually should be making the make decision on making mm-hmm. themselves so uh it's uh, i think uh, 
uh, women led companies do get funded if it is done it in the yes. right way uh i mean um, you know if they are approaching things in the right manner also um, yeah. yeah i think we cannot always play the victim at times also no uh, agreed agreed uh, at times we have to also work towards it so uh you know i've seen uh, women like not uh, uh, you know they're not being able to present themselves in the right manner uh during discussions mm-hmm. and uh stuff like that so we need to groom them we need to educate them mm. that look this is how it is done professionally this is how we need to uh you know uh, fix our uh, things and we need to make yes. decisions on our own because for me what worked was that i made my all my decisions and uh i lost a lot of people while doing this yeah but because i believe in myself that look i'm going to do it this way and i was firm about it i think that's what worked with me um you know mm-hmm. at one point there was no family no friends support uh, um, almost nobody i was on my own so i can say i'm a self made woman with no backing yes um, you know no backing of a father no backing of an alumni no backing of a, a husband but i know that you know that there are certain things that one need to believe in themselves so typically what happens is that women do get carried away when they hear negative comments about themselves and they um, that yes. helps them you know that makes their self esteem go down i think that yes. they should uh, you know just uh, when you cut out all the negativity from your system i think you actually come uh to realize that how talented and skillful you are uh yes. and uh, you know how how much you can achieve um but uh, of course for each and every woman it is uh, different but it is um you know women also have to move towards the same direction and investors and mm. funds and uh, have to give opportunities to women as well um with the right kind yeah. of support and so it's a both way thing Yeah, yeah. Um Vandana, I know you're based in um India and I want to know what sign what sort of um troubles startups are face in developing countries in particular like like India. Um so typically um you know I mean now India is um done a lot of investments. We have a mm-hmm. uh, startup india fund that helps a lot of uh, small and medium startups to get funded so uh-huh. typically in developing countries the technology we are a little bit uh, far behind we don't have proper incubators accelerators um that's where we look upon to silicon valley and uh, uh, you know yes. to help us with those kind of things uh, but also um uh because of the culture and uh, you mm. know there's a lot of education that needs to be imparted in terms of yes. uh, treating women well in terms of uh, you know a lot of other things so i think uh, that is what is uh, lacking infrastructure as well um the kind of infrastructure yeah. the other countries have and also uh, the politics and uh, plays a very big role yeah. in all 
countries like uh, uh, I'm not sure you must have heard about uh, the latest news in China that it's not helping yes. their own billionaires to grow. Uh, and yeah. it's, uh, so, you know, so again, it's a political issue, which is uh, spoiling the whole ecosystem. So these things mm-hmm. are not in our control. Uh, taxing, for instance, like Singapore. Uh, yes. Look at Singapore. Many holding companies are created in Singapore. For the main reason that uh, taxes, uh, you know, issue is not there, but there are taxes issues in India. So, I think uh, these. I was going to ask. I was going to ask Vandana the tax comparison to say Singapore and um, India, and you're saying that it's it's worse in India. Yes, yes, Singapore. It's uh, you know, if you look at Singapore, they are going into Mm -hmm. blockchains, crypto, NFTs. They are uh, open to all kinds of industries uh, and uh, it's yeah. a pretty safe country for women. Uh, for also, yes. um, it's, uh, there are a lot of startups, a lot of in- good investors there. Um, taxing is not an issue. From India, many holding uh-huh. companies get created there. But in India, yes. uh, it's slightly different here. Uh, there's a lot of uh, other issues that lead to the uh, slow down the process or, you know, lead to the backfall, yes. like even getting licenses uh, typically or patents, it takes a bit uh, longer than usual uh, because okay. uh, the processes and maybe there are too many people in the middle that you need to feed before you reach a certain yeah. level. <laughs> yeah. Vandana, do you see India... Um, eventually catching up like I have this um, idea that, that there's there seems to be a lot of, of rapid growth for India um, as a country and I know that they're often viewed as being behind the western world but they are catching up aren't they like India is catching up on a whole range of things in terms of technology and education Yes, yes. Uh, in fact, many unicorns have been created from India as well. There's a lot of talent yeah. here uh, in terms of technology, yes. education, in, yes. um, other aspects. In fact, uh, many other countries have Indian people on their board because, uh, uh, you know, the, because of yes. the talent. So India has caught up a lot. But, uh, you know, it's still a bit long way to go until we reach that level where everything is uh, perfect and, you know, things are moving in a perfect uh, direction towards the welfare of women. Apologies for jobs, for, uh, you know, uh, uh, for better infrastructures, for better technologies. Um, But we have Mm. robotics, we have different kind of drones here as well. Um, uh, yeah. And we have a lot of uh, technologies uh, which got uh, uh, built during COVID time. So uh, I think it's getting there and it's much improved now in terms of a uh, lo- lot of things. And But still, uh, we need a little bit more push yes. and support from the other countries that will help us grow in the right path. Yeah, yeah. Um, Vandana, in the last two minutes, 
um, I just want to um, thank you for your time today and, and sharing your um, knowledge with us about this really fascinating. The more that I talk to you, the more fascinated I become with how it works and why a company would do it and and um, all of those things. And I really appreciate you you sharing with us so openly about um, all of all of your knowledge around capital raising. Um, my final question is that you and your company Converto, um, Convato, you work with anyone from anywhere. So you're not limited to working with companies out of um, India. You can work with companies in the US, in Germany, in Russia, all over the world. Yes, yes. We are a global entity. We pick up global deals. Yes. We are connected with global investors. Uh, we pick up deals from all parts of the world. Um, you know, so anybody can get connected with us for their requirements, uh, such as pitch tech, financial modeling, uh, fundraising, yeah. and we help them um, as per their requirements. So anybody can get connected to us. But of course, when we pick deals, we do evaluate yes. the founder's background and uh, we do evaluate the deal before picking. We don't pick just yes. any deal, but of course, quality deals. Yeah. 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 Vandana, thank you for um, sharing with us today. Um, I look forward to talking you, to you again uh, at some stage in the future about all the wonderful things that you do around um, capital raising for companies. Um, it's wonderful to to talk to um, a female CEO working in investment banking and a delight to have you on the show today. So thank you, Vandana, for being on Radio Tony Everyday Business. That, my friends, is your lot for this week. Please thank Vandana. Thank you so much. We Joe. really appreciate <laughs> we <laughs> appreciate you being on the show. Um, I've appreciated our, our talk and it's been fascinating from my perspective. Um, we are now completely out of time. Thank you once again. Bye for everyone. We'll see you next week. Same time, Radio Tony, Everyday Business. And don't forget, if you're looking at capital or, or want to know any information about capital raising for companies, please reach out to Vandana. Her details will be in the live chat and also on RadioTony.com. Um, she's more than happy to help you with any of your questions and needs around investments. Thank you so much and bye for now, everyone. Bye. Thank you for having me.